raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Just remember, when you're at a game and you see grass, it's the opposite side of the ball. But if you see hardwood out there, it's the other end of the floor. Try to help you young guys in this profession you've chosen that's one or two steps above prostitution. Bob Knight gone at the age of 83. Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us right now. He is the voice of sports in Indiana, 93.5-1075, the fan in Indianapolis. And I, I want to dig in on uh, methodology and, and, and impact, uh, but let's start with, with the big overview, JMV. Uh, your initial thoughts on the passing of Bob Knight. Um, it's incredibly sad, incredibly sad and profound for a lot of people out there, too. It's multi-generational, but certainly those, for example, Tony of Generation X, like I am, you know, those you know, 45 and older um, absolutely can vividly remember the impact that Bob Knight had. In fact, I go back to 1975. I'm five years old, and my, my first recollection of basketball and in, in enjoying something you know, so incredibly deeply at the age of five was IU basketball. And it started with Coach Bob Knight. He brought so much to so many, and it was always interesting. It was, it was it, like we know basketball in this state now, some people describe it as a religion. He was certainly a part of that. It was, you know, a, a weekly occurrence. You watch the Bob Knight show back on Channel 4. You set your clock for it. At noon on Sunday, he is as big a part of the Indiana fabric as anybody has ever been around here. So significance probably doesn't even accurately describe the passing of Bob Knight at the age of 83. What was it about his teams that was significant? Was it about their play? Was it about his style? Was it about... What what some people might call the the excesses, which I don't think the way Hoosiers describe it. Which part really connected the most? He won his way, and uh, his way was was working hard. Uh, his way was working together. Uh, he didn't always. I mean, you look at his history. There are not a lot of NBA All Stars, Tony, on rosters in in the years. Um, you know, obviously Isaiah Thomas in '81, and he had NBA players in '76. You know, the 76 team was the last team to uh, to go unbeaten in a season. You know, the 87 team led by Steve Alford, you know, far from a, a lot of career NBAers on that team. Again, he wanted his way, and his coaching philosophy was, you're just simply put, going to work harder and work together better than anybody else. And, Tony, I grew up in and around Bloomington, and I know, again, that profound impact that he had. It seemed like every coach I ever had, had a style that was directly taken from Bob Knight. Now, that could be both good and bad, don't get me wrong, but oftentimes it was really good. I mean, we ran motion offense just like IU did. We never played zones because IU never played zones. It was, again, incredible, not just the basketball impact, Tony, that he had on this state, but just the the overall uh, personality that he had, I mean, he, he is one of the all-time 
grades. I, and I know a lot of people are going to say, you're kind of sounding sappy about this right now. I'm not trying to, to sound sappy whatsoever. I was in the middle of it from the time I was five until right now. And to say or describe it in any other fashion would be inaccurate. Talking to you, JMV, the voice of sports in Indiana from 93.5, 107.5, the fan in Indianapolis. Those three national championships, walk me walk me through it in in then bring it to a comparison to where that stands when you take a look at college basketball as a whole yeah well i mean now it's just so incredibly different because of nil um back then i mean it was up to you to recruit guys and you know in 1975 for example um he had a team that probably was better than the 76 unbeaten team and then against kentucky scott may broke his arm and that kind of ended ended all that but but 76 they went unbeaten ended up beating michigan in the spectrum in philadelphia for the national championship and nobody has gone unbeaten in an ncaa season since that point in time uh that certainly has stood the test of time you think about the 72 dolphins tony in terms of what they did in the nfl and they celebrate every time a team loses in a season now that's how long from 1976 that record has stood for IU. At 81, he had Isaiah Thomas back at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Uh, they went ahead and played that national title game against North Carolina on the night in which there was an assassination attempt by John Hinckley Jr. Um, on President Ronald Reagan. Um, vivid memories about that night. And in 1987, 1987 was a team that struggled early and then got together late and was so fun to watch against Syracuse. Keith Smart with that iconic shot and Britton Musburger with the call. Smart takes the shot. IU ends up winning that, but probably the national semifinal, Tony, that stands out against UNLV and just an absolutely offensively loaded team from top to bottom that Bob Knight decided to run with. He said, you know, I don't think we can slow these guys down. So he ran with them, unlike any other coach thought he could do, and they ended up knocking off UNLV and then meeting Syracuse and beating them on a Monday night in 1997 for a national title. There, it, it, I mean, everything had a different chapter. And the, the one thing that was always the same was just, again, his profound effect that he had on basketball, around here certainly, but throughout. I mean, you were allowed to coach hard. He coached you hard. And we're not talking about all the other stuff, you know, that is obviously an underlying uh, characterization of Bob Knight right now. But he, he, he coached you hard. Everybody else coached you hard. And it is like a 180 nowadays compared to the way it was back then. And that will always, that will always stick to me as being, you know, the days that basketball – was a religion and so loved, especially in the state of Indiana. There's really, there's, there's never ever going to be anything like it again. So that brings us to, you know, what happened next when uh, in, in 2000 he was removed a, a, as coach. He then goes to Texas Tech for a short while. Uh, I, I don't usually dig into, you know, details about where people were afterwards right and and the effect that it had because like uh like any uh thing it, it's going to bring opinion and i'm not going to tell people they can't have uh, their opinion as you sure. who, a guy who studies this looking back on it now the furor then 
the reaction, the 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 time that has passed now, um, was was the post was Bob Knight after IU, um, was this more hype than trauma, or did it actually traumatize the state of Indiana? I was I was there when he was fired in two thousand. There was a Colts game against the Raiders, and then we all found out that that was going down, and we go over on the campus of IUPUI. Um, I, I was there when Miles Brand made that announcement, Tony. It was so incredibly surreal. Now, after so many years of really looking at it and talking to people in and around that program, people that, that obviously studied it even, even more than I did uh, back then, because when I grew up, I was still very young um, as a part of this and a fan more than anything else, Tony, is that it almost seemed like that the end of that chapter at IU was the only way it was going to conclude, if that makes sense to you. I mean, there was so much, there was so much winning. And again, the religion and, you know, the myopic viewpoint of fans. And believe me, back then, I was one of them, Tony. I was right there. And the, the things that transpired, especially as we got into the 90s and the later portions of the 90s, um, and we saw an evolution of players. We saw an evolution of attitudes that just simply weren't the same as they were in the 70s and the 1980s. It was always kind of felt that the only way this thing was going to end was the fashion in which it did in 2000, which I think even magnifies his return to the Court of Assembly Hall back in back in 2020, I believe February of 2020, um, when he came out there on the floor, um, because a lot of people thought that he was never going to be able to do that, and certainly not going to be able to do that before he passed away. And those are one of those moments. That's one of those moments I look back on vividly, thinking I never thought it was going to happen. And it did. And on a day like today, when he passes away at 83, um, you're glad that it did happen. Because that was probably more for the fan base, Tony, than it was anybody else. That that closure with him stepping on the floor with his former teammates back in t- uh, 2020. But um, it, it certainly was a closure and, and something I think is, is more impactful right now on this day than it even was at that moment back in 2020. With his former with his former players, I I absolutely agree. JMV ninety three five one zero seven five, the fan, the voice of sports in Indiana. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Bob Knight gone at the age of eighty three. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. And participating McDonald's for a limited time.